Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hi, everyone, and welcome to My Millennium Money Professional. My name is Dev Raga, and I'm your host. And in this episode, we will go through the concepts of fundamental analysis versus technical analysis. Now, this is a very geeky episode just for the geeks. If you're a novice, I think these concepts are useful to understand, but may not be immediately relevant. So don't stress too much about this episode. If you want me to discuss a specific topic or if you have a specific question, contact me via Twitter or via Facebook. And for those of you that are new to the channel, remember the three main aims, education, empowerment, and entertainment. Now, before we go on to the details of fundamental versus technical analysis, we need to define a market, right? Because what are we analyzing? We're analyzing the market. And to do that, I'm going to use a very simple example. Now, Amy is in the market to buy some socks. She visits the local clothing markets. To her surprise, there are so many different options of socks. Now, she just wants the following. She wants plain white socks and she wants three pairs. As she approaches the various vendors, she's been quoted various prices. Vendor one says, I'll give you the five pairs for $10. Vendor two says, I'll give you five pairs for $9. And vendor three says, I'll give you six pairs for $10. Now, Amy just wants three pairs. All of a sudden, Amy is now finding herself in the market for socks where there is various bidding wars. Then out of nowhere, another buyer comes in and states, I want to buy 100 pairs of socks and I want to buy it in wholesale because I want to buy it and sell it as a retailer. Now, the vendors are not really interested in Amy anymore, who only wants to buy three pairs of socks. They want in on the bigger action. They want to approach the wholesaler. And they then focus their bidding wars on the other customer. Now, this is how markets work. When it comes to financial markets, it kind of works very similarly, except the products are not socks. They're financial products. So what are the financial markets? Just like the market which sells socks, financial markets sell financial products. Now, there are two fundamental elements of this particular market, and that is supply and demand. Supply being the amount of products sellers are willing to offer buyers at a certain price, and demand being the amount of certain product buyers are willing to buy for a certain price. The financial markets bring buyers and sellers together to exchange the financial products, and hopefully during that exchange, some value is created. There are various types of financial markets. We've got the stock markets, the bond markets, the -the over-the-counter markets, money markets, forex markets, derivatives markets, commodities markets, cryptocurrency markets. The markets are forever. Now, let's take a focus on each type of these markets just to define them a little bit more. Number one is the stock markets, my favorite. This is just fractional ownership of a company. 
Stocks represent businesses and companies. Companies issue stocks to raise funds, and in return, the buyer of those stocks owns a piece of the company. Investors who own stocks can trade it via exchanges, and hopefully they can make money by selling it at a higher price than when they bought it for, provided the underlying business, the underlying company value increases over time. Now, stock markets are very liquid. It means they can be exchanged for money or cash very quickly. And I've done a specific episode on liquidity if you're interested. Number two is the OTC markets, the -the over-the-counter markets. This is when two parties trade financial products between themselves and it does not happen in the open market. It doesn't involve brokers. And usually these financial transactions are private and not transparent and usually agreed by two parties via contracts. And usually OTC markets deal with more obscure financial products like the famous credit default swaps of the 2008 global financial crisis. Number three is bond markets. Now, bonds are basically debt instruments. One party lends money to another party and in return for some interest payments called coupon payments. Bonds can be issued by governments, corporations, councils, municipalities, or even smaller organisations. Bonds are said to be less volatile and usually investors buy bonds to reduce the volatility of their portfolio. If there is any inkling of financial storms ahead, investors tend to pull money out of the stock markets and place it into more secure bond markets, which they consider to be more safe. And usually the safest bond is the government bond. Like any other financial products, bonds can also be traded in the open market. Number four is money markets. Now, this is basically when financial institutions offer to take your money, place it in a term deposit for a return fixed time period, and then offer you a portion as an interest payment when it matures. Of course, the financial institutions will use that money for their own purposes, for their own investments, and try to make more out of it. This is more of an institutional thing when they're trading the money markets for things like commercial agreements. Number five is derivatives market. This is a bit more complex and I have considered and clarified derivatives in one of the episodes. When you buy a derivative, you are buying a contract and that contract derives its value from the underlying asset. You don't own the underlying asset. You are simply buying rights to the contract. You can trade these rights to the contract, so-called contracts in the derivatives market. This is when you can buy options, futures, warrants and swaps. In fact, this is how Sam Bankman-Fried got into trouble because his research company, Alameda Research, quote unquote, was trading derivatives in the crypto markets and really quickly got into trouble. Number six is the foreign exchange markets. Now, this is the market where you can exchange currencies and try and profit off price fluctuations. It's an extremely complex topic in itself. And traditionally, the US dollar is the most traded forex currency in the world and is highly liquid. It is the only market, apart from crypto, which is literally 24-7. And trillions of US dollars are traded every single day of the week. And lastly, commodities market. This mainly deals with natural resources like gold, silver, copper, soybeans, wheat, etc. A commodity is something we all need to live by. This is a safe bet during economic crises because people still need these resources to live off. Now, notice I haven't talked about property. That's because property is technically not a financial product, but it does have a market. Now, you know Devraga. I've got your back. So if you want to listen to any of these markets in depth fashion, here's a reference point. Stocks and ETFs, I've covered it. Episode 33, 
Index Funds versus ETFs. Episode 222 was about stock market myths. Episode 115 was about stock buybacks. I mean, practically every other episode, I'll talk about the stock market. Episode 79 was the pitfalls of passive investing. How to invest during volatile times. That was episode 19. And the list goes on and on and on. Bonds. Yep, got that covered too. Episode 202. Bond yields, inflation and interest rates. And episode 53 was what about bonds? Derivatives? Yep, episode 56. What are financial derivatives? Got that covered. Forex markets? Yep, episode 108 and 109. It was a two-part episode on currency and forex trading. Massive learning curve here for me because that took me a while to prepare. So it was well worth the listen, I think, and downloading the transcript because lots of concepts that I've discussed in those episodes in detail. Now, remember, if you want any of these episodes, there are transcripts. Just click on the transcript link in the show notes. And if you're a reader, you can read the transcripts. And they're pretty well structured. If you have a look at my transcripts, they're actually well structured. They're actually numbered. You can search through them. So they're catalogued, they're itemized. Now, surprisingly, I haven't dedicated an episode to commodities. So I think it's time that I did an episode. So stay tuned for that one. I'm hoping to release that in the next few weeks. Now that we've defined what markets are, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's look at the two methods of analysis of financial markets. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back. Now, what are some of the ways that we can analyze some of these markets? There are two main ways, fundamental analysis and technical analysis. So what's fundamental analysis? This is when financial analysis of a company or market aims to find the underlying value of the company in question. And this means we need to find out the intrinsic value of the business or the company. Now, I'll do an episode specifically on intrinsic value in another episode, And in that case, I'll also cover a concept called discounted cash flow analysis, which is relatively complex for you geeks out there. I know you love it. But for the novices, don't stress too much if you don't understand that. Now, usually to analyze a company using fundamental analysis, we would need to use economic factors like inflation, interest rates, GDP, economic growth, unemployment, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I've discussed about macroeconomic and microeconomic factors in episode 217 if you're interested. 
And usually this sort of analysis, that is fundamental analysis, is done by value investors. Those who want to buy undervalued companies and hold them for a very long period of time, and then when the market corrects itself, they make money. That's how they make money. And a part of fundamental analysis involves industry analysis, economic analysis, company analysis, financial statements, etc. And the major assumption in this method is that the market corrects itself and the price of the stock increases in value because it assumes you've done the analysis and bought the company at an undervalued price. So generally speaking, fundamental analysis focuses on the long term. And generally speaking, fundamental analysis is for long-term value investors. Now compare that to technical analysis. What is technical analysis? This method goes really into the stats of the market or the company. It uses existing data and analysis past price movements and tries to predict the future price movements. There are plenty of charts and data in this type of analysis. It's really, really involved for gigazoids. And this type of analysis relies on trends and patterns. There are three rules with this type of analysis. Number one is prices discount all available information to the public. Number two is price movements are not random and there are patterns to it. And number three is price trends often repeat themselves over a period of time. Now, you know, when you watch CNBC, CNN, Bloomberg and Fox Business, all of these pundits are trying to analyse a stock and talk about price movements all the time. And there are charts everywhere on the screen. This is what technical analysis is all about. Now, of course, it's a lot more than that. It's a lot more about what they're actually showing. But you get the idea. So generally speaking, technical analysis focuses on the short term. And generally speaking, Technical analysis is for traders. By the way, don't ever make financial decisions based on what the TV channel people tell you. It's basically talking points so they can have a nice job and they almost never get it right over the long term. It's just noise. Ignore it. Now, is there a relationship between the two types of analyses? Number one, technical analysis, does it actually drive the fundamentals or is it the other way around? Now, this is a classic question. What drives what? Generally speaking, in the long run, there is a strong relationship between the fundamentals and the technicals. But in the short term, it can be dislocated. It can be quite out of sync, especially if there is a shock to the company. Can you use the best of both worlds? Now, critics of both types of analysis say there is a way to use it. For example, it may make sense to use fundamental analysis to determine which companies or which sectors do well in the long term, then use technical analysis to take advantage of price movements and profit from the differences. So let's take a look at both types and compare and contrast them so that you understand what the major differences are. First of all, the meaning. Fundamental analysis is analysing companies and their financial statements to determine their total intrinsic value. Technical analysis is a technique of determining future price of stocks using existing data on past performances and prices and trends. Who is it relevant for? Fundamental analysis is more relevant for long-term value investors. Technical analysis is more relevant for traders or short-term investors. What are the objectives? Fundamental analysis determines the intrinsic value of the company. So the whole point of doing fundamental analysis is to identify companies and businesses that are undervalued so you can buy them, hold them, and then when the market corrects itself, you make that money. 
Technical analysis, on the other hand, is to identify the right time to enter and exit the market, the so-called timing the market. Decision-making? Well, fundamental analysis means that information analysis of individual companies or markets and their financial statements. So the decisions are made based on those. Whereas technical analysis, the decisions are made looking at trends and charts and prices of stocks and markets. And the focus? Fundamental analysis really focuses on the past, but also the present. Technical analysis pretty much only focuses on the past. Now, what does Devraga do? To be honest, I really don't do either of these. I'm not a sophisticated investor. I'm a retail investor like most listeners that are listening to this episode. I've kept things very simple over the 12 years of investing. I don't enter or exit the market. I enter the market and stay in the market. I'm predominantly constantly entering the market. Now, I did some analysis in terms of my own sort of portfolio, and at the time of recording this episode, which is in December 2022, and this is probably going to air around March 2023, so I'm about, you know, eight to 10 weeks ahead in my recordings, and that's probably my OCD showing a little bit. Here's my data for my investments. In 2022, the ASX 300 started at 7596 points on the 4th of January 2022. At the time of preparing for this episode, the market is around 7215. This is for the Oz markets. I have ASX index funds in my investments outside of super, and my super is actually very well diversified across various markets. So a sensible person may say that I've lost money in 2022. But here's the deal. I didn't. I made money. How much? In 2022, I actually looked at my portfolio and it had risen. That's the beauty of dollar cost averaging and ignoring the noise. I cannot stress this enough. I know the news cycles are constantly worrying people. There's talk of more and more RBA interest rate rises in 2023. And at the time of recording, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. By the time this airs, I may be 50% down in my portfolio and the RBA may have reduced their interest rates, but unlikely. But that's great. Even if I'm down by 50%, I don't care. I'll keep buying. Again, when you go shopping into Coles and your favourite hazelnut chocolate bar is now 50% off, what do you do? It'd be mad to walk out and come back another day when the price goes up. I'd buy two for the cost of one. This is how you become wealthy and financially independent. Keep it very, very simple, focus on the long term and stick to the principles. So... Start early, automate, reinvest dividends, do it for the long term, and most of all, pay yourself first. Now that's about it for this episode about fundamental analysis and technical analysis. Remember to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast or whatever platform you may be using, or leave a five-star review on all of the platforms, that's even better, and please leave a positive review. The more ratings and reviews you leave, that means the more people get access to the podcast, so please keep them coming. My name's Dev Raga, and this is My Millennium Money Professional. And until next time, please make sure you stay safe. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. 
This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.